Welcome back to my channel. And today, we're going to be talking about the fashion girls, darling. The fashion girls. And um, we're going to be talking about some things that have bothered me and my good, good girlfriend here, Jonzu. So, tell mama, darling. <laughs> what is the tea? So... I want to start off by asking you, because you are a stylist, and anyone who's looking to book him, he's a model, he's a stylist. Yeah, pay me. Yeah, and um, John Sue Jones, so J-O-N-Z-U. Sure. And um, on Instagram. Also, you can find me on Gain in the City. Give us money. Um, Queen Peso <laughs> on Cash App. I love money. Jones who on cash app. Well, dollar sign Jones who Jones. They know app. that by now, yeah. bro. <laughs> not all of them know, but the dollar sign, yes, and then Queen Peso, and yeah. then Jones who, yes. Um, but you call it. With that being said, um, what led you to want to start off in fashion? I mean, I kind of always wanted to do it since I was like a little kid. Like, I remember when I was four, and I would like read fashion magazines and cut out some of the clothes and make like paper like you know magazine cut out dolls and shit mm-hmm. like that's like my earliest memory and like i don't know i just really always loved it and when i was in high school i studied you know design and shit and then went to college for it so i don't know it's kind of like it's been all my life that i wanted to do fashion mm. with that being said I want to talk about some of the more problematic things today, obviously, just due to the state of the world and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to talk about um, what is your personal experience with, like, do you have any issues with the, the fashion world right now, as of today? I do. Many okay. issues. Okay, we're going to start off with... Um, with that being said, we're going to leave that. We're going to pause on that question. And we're going to talk about what is your first racist encounter that you ever had being in the fashion world? Your first racist encounter? Ever. If you could remember. I feel like, honestly, I didn't really start noticing racist shit until I was married and ex-husband would, you know, he would assist me and be on shoots. And all Her, that. His ex-husband is a, was a white He's man. He's white. And I was really noticing it then. Like, we, I'd get to set sometimes. And before I even said my name or introduced myself, they automatically assumed he was the stylist or the one in charge, and they'd be super nice, and they would treat me like garbage sometimes, like, for no fucking reason, or give me, like, a weird face or, like, or whatever, and it's like, actually, he's just helping me, like, I'm the stylist, or I'm the one in charge, like... Yeah. Yeah. I guess they feel a way that a black man is in charge rather than the white man. Mm. My another thing is, um... Any other racist things that ever stuck out to you? Um, I mean, obviously with modeling, it's like, you know, the generic, you get so many, I'm sorry to say, white models, and, like, agencies are always looking at white models or gigs that only want white models. Like, they'll say, oh, we want an all-American look. And under the specifications for all-American is blonde, blue eyes, Caucasian. It's like, all-American is not necessarily white. That's retarded. No, it's true. Um, another thing is that I really don't get is now, as of lately, I've experienced um, being around when I worked at, um, I guess, Equinox. There was these girls that would come up. To, there was this one girl that came up to me. She said that 
she didn't get in, into a modeling agency because she didn't have an urban look. <laughs> and she was a white girl. And she was like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, <laughs> she was confused. And I'm like... I I'm mean, so- I think when they might have meant to, like... Not necessarily a single thing. Just like, oh, we can't really see you doing anything interesting or edgy. Like, maybe she looked too cookie cutter. Too normal. Too regular. Day yeah, day. maybe so. But that, I, Maybe. I could be wrong. I don't know. But I just realized that happened to her, too. But my thing is, like, with the industry, I feel like with fashion, now especially, they're kind of making it, I feel like it's kind of like a forced thing that they're, like, hiring more people of color because they don't want to be deemed as racist. And especially now with cancel culture, Mm -hmm. they don't want to receive that. They don't want to be on the you know, the bad end or the receiving end of the stick of cancel, of cancel culture mm-hmm. due to social media and stuff like that. You know, um, another thing is, what is your relationship? What do you think, what is your, you like, one of your problems with, fa- with the fashion world in general? I mean, pretty much mainly that, like, the whole prejudice thing, like, and then what pisses me off, like, you know, as a model, when you go to, you know, an open call or try to get signed to an agency. It's like your fate is in the hands of people that aren't even models or couldn't, wouldn't be a model. Like, they're usually very unattractive and they're judging you and the fate of your fucking career is in their hands. And nine times out of ten, you're not going to have a fucking career because they're going to tell you no. They only sign, like, one out of, what, every 20, 30 people that come in every fucking day. And it's tragic. Yeah, because I feel like, do you feel like it's something that models should be getting other models? That's what I think. Like the older generation of models. Yeah, I think that would make a really fucking successful and fair agency. Yeah, because they were once models, so now they know Mm -hmm. what to do and what to look for. The artists, you know, taking over and hiring other artists. I think that should be, like, a good idea. I mean, like, Naomi Campbell gets a lot of bad rep, but for being hard to work with but I think that she is a good candidate her Cindy Crawford mm-hmm. Christy Turlington um Linda Evangelista um a lot of other ones that should take initiative and in kind of doing that like I'm surprised that Tyson Beckford hasn't even done that even for men right especially being a black man like if he was to have his own agency or whatever about hiring models I think that'll be like you know very very fun personally mm-hmm. like not fun like in the sense like it won't be hard or any hard work but it would just be like a great experience to kind of have someone that's been in the industry that knows the ins and out of it and kind of helping other people do it too right with that being said um social media social media how do you feel like it's helped fashion or you feel like it's devalued it I think it helps. I, I, I don't know. I feel like there's, everything is healthy and unhealthy. So, I mean, I definitely think that... Double-edged sword? Yeah, double-edged sword. Like, you know, the fact that influencers are as big and relevant as they are is a little annoying. But at the same time, like, you could build a whole business and a whole empire off of it. Fucking Instagram. True. I mean, that's very true. Do you feel like a lot of people get a lot of praise just due to the skin color of their... Like, I feel like for me personally, like... Any of my white friends could ever, like, they go on Instagram and they post a pic, they'll get thousands of likes, and then if I post one, I'll get, like, 
maybe three or four or a couple and I won't get that much attention because I am of color. Do you I feel like honestly speaking, like no shade, but you know, I do feel like in some sense social media has a certain algorithm that is rigged to work for white people just in general. Mm. I don't know. Correct I would be surprised. I really would not be surprised. But do you think that, that? or maybe it's not even that. Maybe that's maybe it's us. Maybe we're a lot of us are gravitated towards people that are fucking white and look good. I mean, I, quote unquote. Quote unquote. But okay, so another thing is I wanna talk about I wanna talk I wanna get into the um a couple years ago, me and John so we watched the um and, Andre Leon Talley's um documentary back oof, when that bitch came out. A year ago or two years ago? We watched that documentary. I think it was like two years ago. Yeah, we watched the documentary. She came out, girl, and um, you know, it was good. I liked it. It was very informative about him and who he is as a person. Now, I haven't read his book, but I watched um Hot La Mode, and she was basically talking about like giving the girls previews of what it really is. I have not gotten the book because a bitch is. A bitch is broke, darling, broke. With that being said, I cannot afford she girl. But my thing is, it really painted Anna Wintour in a different light than what she really, what people always say about her. I think she, what are your thoughts on her first and foremost before I even get into that? I don't like her. I don't hate her, but I don't particularly like her. Why? I feel like, one, you the editor of Vogue, and why is your style so whack? And two, like, I don't know, like, what she's done with Vogue magazine, I'm not particularly that impressed. Like, it's pretty much just a celebrity on the cover of every fucking issue, and it's like, for what? True. There's nothing new or interesting about it. And in my opinion, it's like, you kind of made these fake supermodels of today, like, Kendall, <laughs> Gigi, Bella, putting them on Vogue every other issue. For no reason. Right. I mean... Do you feel like... I mean, I don't know. Personally, for me... I don't really... I I don't... I don't get those... The Insta-girls. That's what Naomi calls them. Mm. But, um... I don't think there's... Do you feel like there needs to be something different? Or do you need to be... Do you feel like some of the old ways need to kind of be dismantled. Dismantled for fucking sure. Like, dismantle them and recreate them in another way. Hell yeah. Okay. With that being said, how would you create it? I don't know. I mean... I don't know. I would say just start from scratch completely. And meaning, like, you would want to have, like, what would you do if you were to have a magazine? Like, and have, like, let's say you got Anna Wintour's job, and they asked you, we want you to recreate this shit from scratch. Mm -hmm. And we want you to make it amazing. What would you add to it? What would you change it from what it already has? I mean, honestly, I would showcase, you know, like, more models than celebrities because it is a fashion magazine. And, and, you know, like, granted, like, 
you need to have a celebrity spread here and there, but you know, it shouldn't always have to be about a celebrity on the cover or even the editorial section. Like, you know, have models and not just any model, like up and coming models too. Like, give them a shot on the cover. Yeah, and because they're supposed to be models, they're not supposed to be. Yeah, they could be famous, yes, but they're supposed to display the the work, like the clothes, mm-hmm. the the um. I mean, I just watching Naomi Campbell talk about it. You know, you're supposed to be the model. You're supposed to sell the the item. You know, the the product. Like you're supposed to sell it. Mm-hmm. You know, like. And I think that's what it's been lost. What real mo- What I guess the old way of modeling is. I think there needs to be something of the new and something of the old to kind of come together and make something um to something great like yeah you can make you can have one of those insta model girls but they need to be new ones like better models mhm like i agree better models um both men and women right that too like put some more guys on the cover of vogue like what's good yeah or I mean, at least make a Vogue man or something because there was a Vogue man like back in the day. And but isn't there him. um home homemade Vogue homes? Yeah, yeah, in other countries, but we don't have that. Oh, that's true. <laughs> um, with that being said, um, with that being said, Anna Wintour made a put out a statement saying that she wants to hear more. She wants to praise basically black culture and black artists and black designers more like she's listening and she wants to like praise them more because Angelion Tally kind of put her on the spot like you dismiss me for being too old and not relevant because you want to be with your celebrity friends now you're you're trying to cover up your tracks because you don't want to be seen as racist and you know the thing is I do feel like it's just like a cover up I think a lot of celebrities now are kind of doing that thing where they're just covering up their tracks through PR, mm-hmm. making sure that they don't do that. But I don't know if they really do care because I feel like it's kind of like this thing that I'm going to teach you all now is the 10-year mark. Once you hit 10 years and you've made over, let's say, 5 to $10 million consistently throughout ten a decade period, you kind of lose your connection to society because... Mm-hmm. You know, imagine us, imagine yourself having all this money. You have, like, let's say you have a, a fashion line. And obviously you're going to get more than that with a fashion line. Or you have a makeup line. Or you are a very successful influencer. And yada, yada, yada. You have collaborations. You have this. You have that. Commercials. You name it. Magazine spreads. And you're getting all this money, honey. And you're living a lavish lifestyle. Money's not really the object. Is now is about what the fuck do I do now? You already got right. to the goal. Now it's been ten years. You can't relate to everybody because in ten years you've been living your life as a celebrity, making all this money, and your problems that were once there are no longer a problem. So now you can't really relate to your cousin that's going through some hardships or the person that is working for you that's dealing or not working for you but someone that's working in Starbucks that's dealing with some real hardships because they're not getting enough money or whatever the case may be like you can't relate to the you can't relate to the struggle anymore because you're not struggling you came out on the other end Mm -hmm. um and that's the the 10 year 
thing. A lot of celebrities have that. After 10 years, they can't really relate to it to a certain degree anymore because they're no longer struggling. They have all this money. Whether you're white or black, it doesn't really matter. You know, it doesn't matter. It's, that's not even a race thing. That is just, like, a, a class thing. Like, once you've reached that level, you're like, bitch, I can't relate to your hoes no <laughs> more. I can't relate. You know? And... It's just that, you know, some people who are in power act very obnoxious and snobby about not being able to relate. And some people just be like, well, I can't relate, so I don't know what to tell you. Mm -hmm. And then there's some that try to relate again and try to keep themselves grounded, but it doesn't really work anymore. Because after that, you know, 10-year mark, you're like, I really don't understand. Mm -hmm. But um, with that being said... I do feel like a lot of celebrities are going through that. And I do feel like Anna Wintour's, you know, she came from money. She, you know, she wasn't a poor girl. She was middle class or upper middle class type of woman. And during the time period that she was raised and born, I mean, she didn't really, I'm sure she didn't really care for black people in general. Like, she was probably never racist, racist, but she just, her silence is what added on to the problem. Mm-hmm. Like, her turning the turning her head around or putting on her shades and just pretending like she doesn't see it. Right. You know, added on to the bullshit. With that being said, I don't know. Do you feel like she's going to let things change or that's going to be a trend? Nah, and I think they're going to scrap this bitch eventually, sooner than later at this point. Who? And I went to her? Mm-hmm. I feel it coming. You think her time is almost done? I think her time is up. Like, it's been long enough. Like, it's time for something new. (laughs) I mean, I wonder who would, like, take her place, honestly speaking. I don't know. It'd be cool if um, Edward Enfall from British Vogue took her place. A black man, Mm -hmm. right? No. I don't know if they even let that happen. Why? Why not? He was the editor. He's the editor of British Vogue. Why not? I don't know. And she was the editor, I, I believe, of British Vogue before she was the editor of, of American Vogue. Vogue. But what is the big difference between American Vogue and British Vogue? Where did Vogue originally start in? I think here, in America. In America? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. With that being said, I personally, I would like to see change in the fashion world, but I don't know if there will be change. Like, I don't know. Because I feel like they give a lot of influencers a lot of things. And they don't really give any of the artists that are coming up anything. Mm-hmm. They don't give them a bone. Plus, I think there needs to be... Um, and this is for boutiques out there. Like, they need to give like more independent artists or more up-and-coming artists. Like, fashion schools like Parsons, FIT. A chance to kind of put their stuff in, um, in stores. Like, independent... Because, I mean, I feel like... I think Rihanna said this one time that she said that she doesn't really wear what everyone else is wearing. Like, she doesn't... She wears, like, Gucci and stuff like that and Chanel and blah, blah, blah. Like, the very um, commercial luxury brands. But not that often. She likes to wear things that people don't have access to. Mm. Like, designers that are not too thin. It could either be her or someone else said that. And I think that was a really good way of thinking about it because... Honestly speaking, why would you want to wear the same Gucci dress that the bitch that works in marketing in a fucking company can afford? It doesn't seem like it seems accessible. It doesn't seem like it's original. You know what I mean? 
Um, but I do feel like a lot of boutiques, a lot of like schools, first and foremost, my idea is schools need to help to get designers because, you know, you can teach them how to design and sew and all this other stuff and market their stuff. But, you know, you need to get them on the floor going like, you know, like, girl, really? You had to make noise when I'm talking. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like they need to make designers like wouldn't it have been cool when you were at the Art Institute that they actually helped you to get into a store like Saks depending on how good your design was Mm -hmm. that would have been cool like if you were like that good because you're a very creative bitch and imagine Mm -hmm. you would have been your shit would have been in Saks and they would have helped you out some way somehow to kind of have your shit there or at a a, at a boutique somewhere where you can make a lot of money from and get a percentage Mm -hmm. like I do feel like that needs to be a thing because basically no shade you're setting up all these designers for failure right like if you feel like they're good enough and they think that the stuff is good to put in stores and not always does it have to be like a super luxury brand Mm -hmm. it could be affordable and it can go to different boutiques and different places because then Saks there's you know or Macy's you could put it in Macy's you could put it in Nostrum's you could put it in the list can go on and on, bitch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think Barney's was a good place. I think Barney's could have done that. And that would have set them apart from everyone else. Right. No shade. Like, you have this independent designer. This lady walks in, likes the dress, wants it, and no one else has it. And mm-hmm. it looks really good. Like, Precisely. you know, like if Rihanna was to walk into Barney's, she would be like, I want this. Your and is not walking into any store. I know that, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying, like, let's say they have it online, or, you know, the people at Barney say, oh, we have this new dress that I think you'll like. Put it on the rack for her when she comes, if she comes in ever, or whatever. Or, like, you know, people like Mariah Carey, or people who are coming in that are, you know, A-list celebrities, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Jennifer Lopez and blah, 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 Beyonce. Whatever, especially Beyonce, because she likes to wear things that not everyone has. Right. So, that's just another thing that I feel like that's a way to kind of help designers. I feel up their ante and kind of help them out and get their artwork out there. You know. Well, show us. I think schools should do that, and I think boutiques should be open to that, because not only does it create a lot of money for the boutique or the store. You do give your percentage off and it splits off the percentages, but it would just make it better. Mm-hmm. Personally. I agree. I, I think, think you can make a lot of money because if they don't have, if you don't have access, okay, a customer comes in and wants this dress that such and such wore and they got it from here, from this designer, you know, you can obviously be like, well, we don't have that anymore because that was an independent, so it's very exclusive. So there was only one or two, three, let's say like only seven made. You can just obviously, you know, recommend them to another dress that is good or you think that'll be more fitting or similar to that in the store mm-hmm. or the boutique or whatever the case may be. I do feel like a lot of people just, um, they just don't think about these things and ways to make the money. Like, I do know that um, they do do that. Like, sacks and stuff, they do that. I know that they picked up one... Um, I mean, it all depends on how much it sells, but I feel like you got to go through a whole bunch of shit, because when I was with Omen, that happened, like, this girl, like, she was this Asian designer, and, um, 
whatchamacallit, sacks liked her stuff, and they put it in sacks. Mm. And I remember seeing her stuff in sacks, like, a year or two later. And I'm like, didn't this girl... And I, like, I recognize it, um, I think it's called Pomplamoose or something like that. Mmm, I remember the brand, yeah. And she was an omen. Yo, that name, though, Pamplemousse. Like, what kind of name was that? She was an Asian woman, so I swear I meant something else in <laughs> her language. But, um, you know, and I think she was an omen. She was an omen first, and then she ended up in Saks. And I think she stayed there. I'm not sure if she's still there. Oh, that's cute. That's clutch. Yeah, but I don't know if she's still there. But I do feel like... She had. I'm sure she had to go through a process in mm. order for it to kind of get to that point of, oh, I'm in sacks now. You know? Mm-hmm. It's just like, I think they need to start helping out designers when they're coming fresh out of school. And kind of helping with that. And kind of promoting it, too, because it's also a marketing thing, too. You can't really expect people to know what is what, and there's no marketing to it. Right. You know? Like, have a whole fashion show, like, like create their own like um for the public like a public fashion show for like the new designers and stuff and just have that shit out i mean personally for me they try to make fashion week very exclusive but if you're trying to sell to the public like you need to make sure that the public sees it bitch Mm -hmm. you know don't make it so exclusive to get in granted it will devalue the sense of it being fashion (laughs) exclusive darling but those kind of things are kind of ending with all the influencers that you let in that have no sense of fashion and style and walk in with whatever and, you know, it is what it is. But with that being said, anything else you want to add on? I mean, I think it about covered most of the... Most of everything. Okay. Um, another question... Would you want to have your own... Because he... People who don't know, he's had his... He was he went to school for being a designer. Would you still want to have your own line? Yeah. Definitely, like... like you know, sooner or later, eventually. I think I just that, want to make sure that it's done, like, immaculately and done right. Right. hmm Like, I feel like a lot of people... With all this going on, have you been surprised by any fashion brands that have not posted in you know, being um, an ally for Black Lives Mo- Movement, you know, Black Lives Matter movement. No, and- but I've been, I've been surprised with some models, especially some white ones that have, like, really big followings not saying anything. Like, just posting up regular selfies or, like, thirst traffics, but nothing about what's going on, and it's pissing me off. And ones that live here in New York, so it's like, you literally see what's going on outside and you're posting a thirst trap right now. Mm. That's been making me feel like that's true Mm -hmm. Mm. I don't know I do feel like that like there's a lot of things that could happen that could make the fashion world a little easier and also when it comes down to these magazines are magazines outdated? a little bit I mean who's really buying a magazine? Not me, bitch. (laughs) I mean they cute to look good on my aunt in the house yeah, true they cute to look good in the house but who's really buying a magazine? Like, eventually, everything's going to be digital. Mm-hmm. That's why Nylon doesn't have a magazine anymore. That's true. A lot of them are not going to... A lot of them are going to start going digital eventually, and especially Vogue. But see, I personally... Like, when I was a kid, like, I didn't buy Vogue. I actually bought Nylon magazine, because Nylon, to me, was cool. Like, it would give you, like, music recommendations. Like, it was a cool magazine, and the editorials were, like, fun. 
I don't know. Yeah. So the fact that they stopped was like, damn. Well, they were going in the way of the future. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people just don't. Um, I mean, do you feel like there's some things that... Any other things that could be changed in fashion? Besides the prejudiceness? I mean, that's the main thing. But it's hard to... I guess that's that's the hardest one, too, at the same time. Because, like, fashion is all about, you know, what's deemed the most beautiful and the most attractive and the most pleasing to everyone's eyes. Which is generally one kind of look. Which is white people. Not even just white. Like, you know, one kind of body or one kind of this or that. Like, It's very, um, I guess, in a sense, oppressive, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't give you room for change or for growth. And- Right, it's like if you're in the industry, it's like even if you're not a model, like even if you're just like if you're a stylist or a designer or whatever, it's like you kind of always feel like insecure, like you're not good enough or not attractive enough or whatever. No, it's true because when I go to these little events with you, sometimes when you do invite me, um, I do feel like out of place. I do feel like oh, I'm a fat blob. I can't look like that, you know. When I can't, bitch, I even be looking like I can't look like that. <laughs> this bitch got a whole six pack. I'm like. Like, when we went to that um, event for Bulgari... Was it Bulgari? Bulgari. Yeah. Like, I was looking at... Like, there were, like, supermodels there on the corner near that VIP section. I'm looking at them like, wow, I can literally never look like you in my wildest dreams. Like, ever. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. Some of them are just too skinny for me. But some of them are just, like... I get it. Why they are who they are. But I just feel like, I don't know. I just don't feel like I can live up to the standard. I mean, personally for me, I have a lot more personality than most of them because a lot of them are very pretty mm-hmm. and just have nasty or very dull personalities. Because it's never it's never like they have a good personality. It's rare that they're pretty and they have a really great personality. They're really sweet and awesome. It's very rare. Normally, they're always very dull. (laughs) No personality. Yeah, like, they're just dull and boring. Or they're just, like, very nasty. Like, they're ugly as fuck in the (laughs) inside. You're like, oh, bitch, I thought you were cute, but you're not cute no more. You a nasty bitch. Another thing that bothers me is that in the fashion world, they just try to make it seem like it's also very exclusive. And people try to put up the facade that they're something that they're really not. Mm-hmm. I feel like if we're going to be celebrating clothes, why not just be free and have fun? This right. should be the place to kind of, like, release all your inhibitions and just be yourself. Precisely. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe I'm not... I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking out of my ass and I don't know. Nah. I agree. No, girl. But with that being said, I do feel like you know, the fashion world has to change. And I think the whole thing with Anna Wintour, personally, you know, she hasn't done it in over 30 years of being in power, in vogue, or whatever the case may be, trying to hear more black designers or more designers of color in general. And now all of a sudden she wants to do it just due to the movement, due to the Andre Leontali kind of coming down on her and her excommunicating herself from him. I'm sure there was a nasty email mm-hmm. that came right after that book was released, bitch. And she read the portion about her. And um, with that being said, you know, 
personally for me, I kind of feel like she w- he was kind of used in many senses because supposedly Anna Wintour didn't know Carl Lagerfeld until she met him through Andre. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. They, he talked they talk, talk about Carl Lagerfeld, how he had a lot of trauma and a lot of things and stuff like that. How him and um, Yves Saint Laurent fought over a man. <laughs> Typical gay shit. But anyway, moving forward. Um, with that being said, I mean, I just feel like, you know, I do feel like the book with, that Andre put out, I think he does everything very tastefully, I feel. He does it very classy, like like a lady. <laughs> like a woman. Hello, <laughs> darling. Hello. But I do feel like, bitch, like she be just doing... When she be doing that, I just feel like she's been dealing with so much racism and so much shit that it's just like, I don't know why she doesn't have more money. I don't know why Andre doesn't have more power in the fashion world. Mm -hmm. Because people do love him, you know, and it's just one of those things. With that being said... I want to say and end this episode with this, Miss Honey. Those of you who are stylists and who are designers and uh, models that ever want to come on my podcast and talk about these kind of things that you may experience, you know, whatever it is, like, I would like to interview you. you. I mean, I would like to share the experiences with as much people as I possibly can. Um... And yeah, pretty much that. With that being said, thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast. You know, um, I appreciate each and every one of you that listen. Um, Until next time, you guys. um, Thank you and good luck and be safe out there in these streets. Bye. Bye.